Yeah, Good was. morning, everybody. Welcome to Start Your Day the 501 Way. I'm Sean. This is Nick. Today we are talking about the core. A little bit of basic core. We're not going to get too in detail on some of this stuff and more stability and things like that, but how to get a good core workout in, when to use some of the workouts, and generally just what is the core? What, what, do, we, what do we mean when we're talking about that? So, based on that, Nick, what is the core? You see, that's a good question, Sean. I, I like that. that. I, I like that question. It's a good one. Because a lot of people, when you say the core, they just think of the abs, right? Six pack. Yep. You got uh, a six pack? It's in there somewhere. There's like some moss on top of it, but under the moss, rock hard. See, what I like to say is, why bring a six pack to the party when you can bring the K? That's what I'm saying. Bad boy. Um, so there isn't exactly a universally agreed upon definition of the core. Um, the most common is the lumbo pelvo pelvic hip complex. Which is basically everything from like here to here, mm -hmm. so like just below the pecs to like just below the waistband. Yeah, just below the waistband. Which I think that's actually kind of important because a lot of people. I mean, this is more from my emergency medicine background. A lot of people don't realize that the abdominal cavity goes into the pelvis. It goes yeah. below the waistline. Yeah, it comes in and mm -hmm. down at the bottom. Um, uh, a big subject of disagreement is whether or not the glutes count as part of the core. I would say 100% absolutely the part of the core, mm -hmm. part of the hips. Um, <clears throat> I know that some people don't say that, but to me it's everything in the middle that stabilizes. Um, basically, in my eyes, if it's not the appendage, the movement in the appendage, it's the core. That's, that's kind of what I think of. Interesting. I've actually never heard that one, but I don't think my opinion really matters in a lot of these things. What do you think of the core? I mean, I, I think of the more traditional, mm -hmm. the, of what I think a lot of people think of is it's all the muscles around here, basically between, you know, starting at the lower ribs, down into the pelvic floor. All those muscles right in there. Um, and I think just to easy kind of break it down, a lot of people we say, we have upper abs, we have lower abs, we have obliques. And I think what a lot of people miss is your back musculature too. Mm -hmm. That's a big one, that's a big part of the core, although a big part of the core that's often, um, often injured, often strained because we're not using it correctly, right? Yeah, the world is in front of us, um, and we see everything in front of us, so we tend to be front-focused. You know, there's a lot of neat stuff on the front, Sean, and so people forget about the back. Um, there's some neat stuff on the back, too, but people yeah, forget, tend to forget about it. Um, Can't we know. Anyway. The donkey talk. I forget what we were talking about now, because I got distracted. <laughs> I got a little distracted thinking about um, this. Just like what? Is, so like kind of we now we just find the core, but what does it do? Like why, why do we why do we why are we gonna spend this time talking about the core? Um, the core has a very protective function. First of all, there are no bones in this area aside from the spinal cord to really support our upper body, our our, our being, right? The ribs end right about here on me, um, and then we don't have more bones except for the spinal cord until we get down here. The spinal cord really it a lot. It has a lot of attachments to it. It has a, a lot of places where bone, where the muscles connect to, but it doesn't really have a very strong role in the overall support of the skeletal system. Yes, it does. I mean, like, that's a very broad statement because it does hold our um, does have a lot of attachments and holds it up. But really, the main main purpose of the spinal cord of that spinal column is to protect the nerves inside the spinal cord. Absolutely. Um, so there's not a lot of other structure in here except for the musculature. And that's often why, if this is weak, if I have a weak core, whether it's my front or back or sides, 
we're going to have back problems. This often manifest into back problems. And depending on how bad that course ability is, if it's really bad, which we're going to think we're going to kind of have a three-part series on this, talk about that a little more later. If the core uh, strength is really bad, you're going to end up having other upper back problems, neck problems. You can even have problems in your legs. And so really, when we talk about injury prevention, a big part of it, at least in when I train, is talking about core stability and core strength and how to use it in everyday life. Uh, so it does have a very big protective factor. It keeps us stable, whether we're just walking around, we're standing on one leg. If you don't keep your core tight to some degree, you're just going to fall over. We kind of naturally do that just subconsciously. But <clears throat> also using how to engage your core actively, even when we're doing those kind of activities, has a very protective nature to it. The core really does three things. It braces, mm -hmm. it rotates, and it prevents rotation. That's, that's the short version of what Sean said. I like to mansplain, I guess. Well, yes, Sean, we know you're the master mansplainer. Thank you. I hope that very high regard now. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know what that was before for you guys. Yep, we had to mansplain mansplain to you. It was, it was great. <laughs> get on topic on that. <laughs> now, something we kind of talked about a second ago. Um, we, we, Nick and I, we got a little fluff over there in our region. You know? Garrett does too. He's not out of this. Got a little fluff. I got a pair. He, he, Garrett does have a pair of abs yeah. somewhere. Um, they're there, I guess. Some might confuse them as ribs. And the big kind of um, uh, myth that we, we talked about a couple week, weekends ago, a couple of one of our other live sessions, is the idea of targeted balance. So, Nick, can I do a bunch of crunches and lose just body fat? You know, Sean, that is an excellent question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, no we got a study here. By it's, it's titled The Effects of Sit-Up Exercise Training on Adipose Cell Size of Adiposity, which basically means the effects of sit-ups on fat cell size. Mm -hmm. that, that's what that means. Um, and so it was a study done by Tash, Clarkson, Kroll, McBride, and Wilcox um, in 2013. So it's a little bit older. But basically they would have one group do a whole bunch of sit-ups and then mm -hmm. one group not. And um, pretty sure they had like pretty a structured diet, like the, they controlled that. It was just you guys do sit-ups for your workouts, you guys just do kind of a regular workout. Nothing um, not really focusing necessarily on sit-ups or just kind of live your daily life, right? Um that was a different one. Oh. This mm -hmm. one was just was just about sit-ups. Um, so, the results demonstrate that the conventional sit-up exercise does not preferentially reduce adipose cell size or subcutaneous fat thickness in the abdominal region to a greater extent compared to other adipose sites. So, what that means, it burns everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another article I want to get into. That was This was one that Sean talked about, that they took two groups, um, one group did absolutely nothing. The other group had a five-day-a-week um, core-specific exercise program. It's 15 minutes, five days a week, um, and it lasted for six weeks. And even in the group that was not, even though it was a group doing abdominal exercises and a group not exercising at all, there was no significant difference in loss of fat around the core. Mm -hmm. There was a difference in core strength and endurance, 
So the effectiveness of the core, but even with one group doing literally nothing, mm -hmm. it, it didn't make a difference. That The group that was doing specific core exercise did not lose a statistically significant amount of fat from their core. And that's mostly because our body is always in homeostasis, right? Right. So if I'm, I'm doing a lot of crunches and things here, maybe this is on fire and it, it, just, it feels hot, I, I feel really toned in it when I'm done, but your body's just going to pull calories and um, fat and whatever it needs to metabolize from other places in the body. It's not just going to specifically pull it there because it's there. It's going to use up those sugars maybe a little faster, but it's still pulling sugars from the bloodstream. And that, that can come from any of Yep. So just doing crunches, just trying to do some sit-ups or abs is not going to give you a six-pack. It makes your core stronger. Absolutely. Which is an amazing benefit. That's why you should do them. But we just don't want people to go out there and I want to get a six-pack when we just do abs every day all day. Right. Right. Now, we kind of talked about it a little bit before. Um, but we'll actually let's go into what are the muscles of the abs, right? So we kind of talked about we have upper abs, lower abs, things like that, but um, the actual muscles, there's a lot of musculature in here that I don't think a lot of people realize or consider when we're talking about the abs, right? Mm -hmm. How specific do we want to get? Yeah. Um, do we want to go, yes, Garrett? Simple. Simple? <laughs> <laughs> like five or six. <laughs> so the, the big ones that people think about would be the rectus abdominis and the abdominus obliquus. Um, and those are sort of the middle ones and then the side Oops. ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then a very important one in terms of uh, effectiveness is the transverse abdominus. That might be the most important one. It runs along sort of the back there, um, like deep inside. You can't see it. It doesn't really do anything visually, but it's probably the most important muscle of the core um, in that aspect. So those would probably be the three main ones. And then mm -hmm. on the back, um, as part of the core, you know, the um, erector spinae, the three of them, costalis, longissimus, and spinalis. You don't need to know that. I like longissimus though, because it goes up the entire back. You see, I like that because the way that you remember it from medial to lateral, I like spaghetti. ILS. That's one of my favorite ones. We went to different schools. I hate both of Anyway, so you remember the order. If you want to remember the order of the erector spinae, is I like spaghetti. It, it's, it's, it's not the, the acronym is what I'm, I'm laughing at. It's how you say it. I like it's spaghetti. The inflection at the end that makes it great. But okay, but like I love spaghetti. I know you do. Spaghetti. <laughs> um, Off topic again. And then a little bit, depending on what school of thought you prescribe to, mm -hmm. um, the lats become very important in the lower back and the core and things like that. A lot of people don't realize too is that, it, I mean, there are many layers mm -hmm. in the core. So it's not like, like I was saying, transverse abdominis, it's one of the last layers, yeah. right? So it's behind all these cores. What makes up your six pack, you're not going to see it. Because mm -hmm. all those muscles on top, that's what's bulging out and that's what, you, that's what you physically see. So there's many layers to it. And so when we're working out, we're doing sit-ups. We're working a lot of those, but maybe to lesser extents. We're still kind of working out the uh, obliques when we're doing that. Absolutely. But just not to the extent of the um, your main your top pair of abs up in the up of your core. Nothing really works in isolation. Mm -hmm. The body is all connected. Mm -hmm. um, everything is connected. If you're moving here, there's things down in here that are that are helping it do that. Mm -hmm. um, so everything is connected. 
And so now we've talked a lot kind of about the this front part, but a big portion of the core, we kind of said, is, is the back and utilizing yeah, that. Just a little disclaimer though, right? We don't want to solely use the back. That's where people get injured. They're picking up something from the ground, pick up a weight, pick up a box. And instead of utilizing core to do it, you, you know, kind of just focus on that lower back. That's when we get injured. Mm -hmm. uh, so the back is still an integral part. We're still going to use it in that motion to pick things up, or we're still going to use it in the motion to twist or whatever we're trying to do. But overusing it and not using like utilizing the front core with it can be bad. It can cause injury. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's really kind of where the glute, where you know, as I said, the glutes come in because that mm -hmm. we're using those glutes to stabilize. We're using those glutes to pick up. And so that's kind of, their, you know, kind of are part of the back core in there. Absolutely, yeah. They do so much in stabilizing the hips and the back and everything as you're doing it um, to get that extra strength and support it. So let's go into, I think, what a lot of people are here for. But they want to know. They want to, what, what, what do we, we, we got to give the people what they pay for. We do, you know? we need to. Now, I did, unfortunately, forget my belly shirt at home. Okay, it is a free service. <laughs> <laughs> so keep in mind... The quality is what you pay for, but you're getting what you pay for. That's why you got these two. <laughs> That's why you got a bunch of idiots running this. So we're going to do a little bit of a uh, core workout. Uh, show a couple of core, upper core, lower core, oblique workouts. Um, then you can put some Superman in there. And then at the very end, we'll kind of tie that into how, how best to tie it into your workout. Uh, when to kind of use some of these ideas. Plug it down the ground. Oh, thank you, Nick, for hey, anything for you, buddy. Sitting right there. Hey, you know, you gotta give people to pay for. Them. Um, so starting with more upper abs. Your feet go that way. There you go. Okay. There you go. Well, there, Sean. So starting with more of the upper abs. Uh, I think the very first one everyone thinks about is going to be just crunch. Um, for. Like in the 90s, there's that little machine. Yeah, the little... Yeah. And you, the further you pushed it down, the, like you would go into like different zones or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I go, um, I go to my aunt's house and use that all the time. Just had it on the floor. You just sit there and just rock out like 200 of them. Yeah, there's one that had uh, it's a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I like just chilling it. It's super comfy to just like lay on the ground in. <laughs> the head support's great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basic crunch. Legs are up. At a uh, knees bent, I'm going to keep my lower back, my back pretty stable on the ground, and just lift my shoulder blades up. I'm not looking to really yes! arch. I'm not coming a lot. A lot of people like almost look straight ahead. Yeah, then there's really not much core engagement there. That's just pretty much. Amazing. I'm going to just lift up, come back down. Um, keep my brace kind of. I think we mentioned that in a couple videos here. Keep that core brace. Keep that black back flat on the ground. I shouldn't be able to put a hand underneath my back at any point in time. That's really going to target the very upper portion of your abs, right in the middle. Um, progress that, eventually we're going to get up to like a sit-up. So, um, again, try to keep your back nice and straight, nice and flat. Come up, and back down. Make sure you're controlling it on the way down. A lot of people will just sort of fall, and that's not what you want to do. Like, that's bad. Come down, nice control. Um, again, when we're talking about the core, it's stability, it's control. So that's, that's important. Power crunches. <laughs> Rip them out. God. Um, so, start with those. 
there are ways to make this harder by not not just by um, doing more reps. I mean, that's obviously one way you can just mm -hmm. do more. Just keep doing more sit-ups or whatever. Um, for sit-ups specifically or crunches, bring your arms overhead, creating a little bit of extra leverage up here. You can also extend your feet out. You can lift your feet up, although that's going to start engaging the lower core, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, you can also add some weight to it. We can grab our handy-dandy little friend over here, hand it to Sean. Keep it closer, um, closer to the core when you start out. Come up, same thing. And then as you want to progress, even the same weight, I don't need to just go and grab another 25. I can just take this up and make it harder that way. Increase the leverage by pushing that weight out further. It's also going to work out your shoulders. But. And as Garrett wants me to demonstrate, coming out over here, over your head, and then coming up. Yeah, boy. Yeah. See, just, you hear that? You can hear that brace. I just, I just want to see if we can do it. <laughs> Dude, I'm so I'm glad you can give me the 25. <laughs> I thought I might give you the 5, and I was like, nah, we'll push it a little bit. <laughs> I should give you the 25. So now I'm not struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, those are your basic, just upper, upper middle core. We're staying in a straight line. We're not doing a lot of bending or twisting right now at this point, right? Uh, going to the next one, obliques. I like to, my, my natural next thing to do is just kind of flop your legs over yeah, and do a crunch. Right? Anyway. So same kind of speed. <laughs> uh, all I'm going to do is I'm trying to get my back as flat to the ground as I can, and then just with my shoulder blades up. I'm really trying to isolate, feel the crunch in here, although isolating really in the core route, isolating, but trying to isolate as much as possible yeah. and just feel the side. I'm not, it's not coming up and just turning my head like this. I'm coming straight up, lifting my shoulder blades up and coming back. Um, there are other ways to do obliques. We can do Russian twists, which is another one of my favorites. Probably a little more advanced, really, than just doing what I did. Yeah. But um, feet off the ground. You can keep them on the ground to start off with. Nice straight back. Come and touch each side. Once this starts to get easy, you've done a couple. You can start adding the weight. Again, keep the weight in closer to start off with. And then you can also uh, push the weight out there a little bit further. And... Um, Increase the leverage from where you're at. Also, lean back a little further. And yeah, lean back a little bit further. Then you start engaging more of your um, upper and lower core when you do that, especially if you can keep your feet off the ground. But you're still going to feel a lot in your obliques doing that. Thing. <laughs> Any other core uh, oblique ones? Want to go over? Those are the two like um, sort of body weight ones that I would default to. Another good one, um, the side plank. If we're trying to get into that, um, and, and yeah. So the side plank, feet stacked on top of each other. Um, if you want to start with them staggered, it makes it a little bit easier. Yep. But then the progression is to. And also start from your knees if you if you need to. Correct. If bend, you can't do it at all, start from your knees. That's bend the knees, there. just start from there. Yep. And you can plank up. Mm -hmm. You can also either take it on your elbow or up on your hand. I think honestly, hand's a little easier, but. Hand is yeah, easier, more upright. I agree, yeah. So this is, I guess, more of an intermediate starting position, but feet stacked, elbow on the ground. And we just want to make sure we're not, I'm not trying to over crunch here. I'm not, I don't have a sag. I want to try and keep a nice and straight line from my shoulder all the way down, which if I got, that's awesome. Um, and then also obviously just keep bracing right here. Your main brace is going to come from this. Um, you could get real fancy and do like some yeah, rotation stuff. Rotations style. in there. There's so many progressions yeah. that you can do from the plank and the side plank. Yeah, so. yeah and a little bit of weight. 
<laughs> Name your game. Like, that's what... Yeah, we're not going into that right now. No. <laughs> I feel like little, like, the wobbly sticks. The, uh, yeah. Oh. I don't know what they're actually called, but they're, like, these wobbly, like, wobbly the blades. blades. Yeah. Bobby blades. So you take it and you can move it and shake it. Dude, that's hard as shit to do in that. I like, I like those things. Yeah, me too. I think they're really they're good. They're expensive, too. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Alright. And then last, for the, you know, front, sides, uh, lower core. So lower abdominals. This is, a, this is one where a lot of people, we see the back come off the ground because you have such a long lever with your legs. Um, we're going to start, again, my nice and flat backs on the ground. I'm going to bring my feet up. I can come up to here. I can keep them a little lower. I can stretch them out to make it a little harder. But what I'm doing is I'm trying, feeling this more my lower abdominals down here to keep my back flat on the ground and my legs straight as possible. From here, you can do some flutter kicks. You can bring them all the way up. And do some reverse crunches or some cylinders, lifting your back off the ground, uh, or lifting your butt off the ground. Mm. Still keeping it nice and stable. When you are doing a lot of these, a lot of people have tendencies to kind of like chop. We want to keep it nice and stable. Nice and slow movements. Are you quivering? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was wondering if you were going to say something about that. Nice and stable. Keep it controlled. variation off your dead bugs too. Mm-hmm. Which we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. Next next week. We aren't gonna talk about that today. We're gonna talk about that. Oh is that what? Oh okay. Garrett really likes his dead bugs. Me, me too. Yeah. Garrett and Nick really like their dead bugs. Because it's a phenomenal core exercise. Yeah. These crunches just aren't fun for me. All seven of them. <laughs> Do you not like dead bugs? Uh, we don't need to talk about no. it. No. Okay. He's been doing it. he's been doing it though. Um <laughs> and then uh, kind of wrap this stuff up because we have talked about the back quite a bit. Back exercises, a lot of them, I feel like are best done, um, like hyperextension machine or GHD. Um, easy way to do it without any of those though is Superman's. Lay up front. You see that a lot of people will do it. There's different variations. Mm -hmm. With your hands out the side, works something a little bit different. But for this one, we're going to do the hands out the front. Um, Your shoulder mobility is hindered too. You can go wider. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Hands out further. It can be a little harder. I've been doing this a lot, so I've been kind of keeping my hands up in here a little bit more. It's just more comfortable for me. Um, nice big brace. Lift your quads and your chest off the ground. Come back down. The goal here is, like he said, to make sure that chest stays up and your quads are up. But then your hips stay pushed down. That core staying tight, the engagement is right down on both sides of the spine. Atta boy. So, putting all this together, um, people tend to do ab workouts very differently. Trainers do them differently. They put them in different areas of the um, exercise. We have a lot of trainers, a lot of people just kind of throw them in at the end. Um, mm -hmm. I know I do that sometimes, especially because... I just worked out, I'm tired, but I still want to do a little extra. I'm going to do some maps. I'm going to do some core. Um, best way is to have a structured workout where you're either integrating them throughout your workout or you're putting them at the end or the beginning for a reason. We're not just throwing it in there. Um, okay, I'm going to pause you right there. Go ahead. So that you can catch your breath. Thank you, I appreciate it. But um, every exercise that you should do should have some form of more engagement. Um, if it's on a machine, less so. But if you're like squatting or moving a bar or standing 
or anything. That, you should be thinking about that core and purposefully engaging it. And so while it might not be a traditional core exercise, it's still working the core. I mean, anybody who's ever squatted fairly heavily knows it works the core. You feel your <laughs> core afterwards. You can feel your core during it. So it's not just specific core exercises, but yes, you should have some specific core exercises. So the equivalent to what your task is. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, or Sean, five crunches. You can throw them kind of in, in, in the workout as you're going. Uh, if, you, if you just want to throw them at the end, again, you can. Uh, just make sure the, they're, we're not just kind of throwing them in to throw them in. Make them a part of the workout. Um, I, like, I like to do a quick five-minute abs at the end sometimes, just because I want to get a little extra pump in or whatever. Um, and that's just me putting together a, a, a sit-up, a side crunch, and a leg lift. And do it for five minutes, a minute each. The leg lifts only get one minute, but that's the point. Um, you can put them in, into your workout. So right now, actually, Gary's been helping me with my workouts a lot lately. Um, on Fridays, I've been doing like a lunge down, come back, do some push-ups, which is engaging your core, and then finish with a, um, a Superman. Do that Superman at the end. It's still for integrating it in. I'm getting a little bit more exercise at the end. Um, you don't want to go – what we don't want to do is – Push the core too hard to where I'm so sore the next day that you know it's hard to, to hard to take a dump. That that's that is pretty well done there. We've made that mistake. Mm -hmm. Thirty minutes waiting. <laughs> you know you got to. You know you got to. Don't want to push, but you got it. Um, <laughs> I do like a lot of times. So personally, I do. I'll add my core in kind of to the middle of my workout, but it doesn't interfere with following <laughs> exercises. Right. I have a tendency to skip core work. So core work. I make it. I make it for in the middle of my workout, so I get it done, yeah. and then I get to the stuff that I really want to do. But that's a personal issue. Yeah, in terms of timing, it's 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 what you're gonna do. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to not. Any Three minutes of planks? No thanks. <laughs> um, thanks for reminding me on that. Most core exercises should really be based around time, not reps. It's really more making sure that that core is engaged and working for at least 30 to 45 seconds. Um, there was another study done by Stevia Schiavi who showed that, it was actually more about the hips than the core, but that um, injury prevention really requires at least 45 seconds of engagement during that exercise. So time is more important. Five minute abs. Thank you. No, it's not. Continuous though. Yeah, yeah, continuous yeah. though. So your one minute plank, leg lift, all of that, that's good. Okay. That's what you want to do. Because Sean was saying he was doing one minute of crunches, not ten crunches. Yeah. yeah. And that's better. Perfect. And plus it helps it, it helps me to if I have a minute and then I, I do, you know, twenty crunches in the first minute. The next time I do that exercise I want to try and get twenty one, twenty two. And it helps yeah. kind of push you a little bit too. That's an easy way to track progression. Yeah, absolutely. Any questions on there? Here. Your wife thought that the 10 pounds was too much for you. She's proud of you, though, and she loves you. She knows you worked hard. You did your best. <laughs> Thanks. Um, oh, I can't see this one. Ugh. At least I did my best, guys. That's all we can ask, you know? It's most of the time. Oh, I can do this. You guys already went over the targeting, like the targeting the core stuff. It it doesn't it doesn't decrease fat in the core. 
It doesn't. So that's one of the questions again. It doesn't decrease the fat in the core. You will get stronger. You could have some hypertrophy, so maybe they show a little more, but it doesn't necessarily do what you think it's doing. Yeah, it's not burning fat from the core. No. Um, it will make you stronger, obviously, but yeah, yeah no. It if you already have the abs, they're going to show more because they're, more they're than swollen. Like, they're pumped. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's just a pump. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you have that aspect of it. Um, back problems. Get a hold of probably Nick or Sean. If you got some stuff that wants to do with that and build a better core for back problems, that's a more specific yeah, issue that's... to what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. We're not going to answer that. Here. Uh, bracing, though. A lot of learning. Yeah. It's a lot of learning how to brace your core, not just like I said in the beginning, it's, it's just pay, everyday life. Pay attention to our next video, stability in the core. I think next one is stability. Okay, okay. one of those, one of the next two videos will be more of that. Mm -hmm. You probably want to pay attention to that. Um, can you look bulky doing too many abs? No. Sean, lift up your shirt. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not, no, not, not really. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's not so just gonna, it has to be super exaggerated. What are we talking about, bulky? Who asked? Who asked the question? Is it a male or female? Female. Okay. Unlikely. Yeah. No, without, it's not gonna unlikely with uh, without a lot of assistance. Yeah, and 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 for females, you're gonna need um, some needle assistance as well. Yes. To get a bulk. <laughs> uh, uh, women don't really tend to bulk up. Guys, it would have to be super exaggerated. Yeah, it would, it's not going to happen on accident. No. Uh, same, same kind of assistance. Yeah. Uh, you look at strong men, really heavy bodybuilders, until they brace in, they have kind of a bigger yeah. gut. Not really gut, because it has a six-pack yeah, on exactly. it. But, yes, that's it. So, unlikely. You would have to be doing far more than average. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about is not going to get you there. No, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that's good, guys. Do you have anything you want to add in, guys? Uh, join us in two weeks. We're going to kind of take this a step further. We're going to talk about more core stability, um, more bracing stuff. Garrett and Nick going to talk about their dead bugs. Fine. Yeah! Um, Love some dead bug. Otherwise, thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for starting your day the 501 way. Uh, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always drop us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, or always reach out to us on our website at team501fitness.com. Anyways, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you later.